You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. My Lord, how many people have somebody you want to see saved? You, you, you have somebody, huh? Okay, some of you don't. You need to have people, unless all your friends are saved and all the people you know are saved. Then if all the people you know are saved, you need new people. You need new friends. You need more people in your life that don't know Jesus. Okay? Don't live in a cocoon of, of a religion where everybody is saved. Uh, get out there. So, I'm going to pray a prayer for those people. Okay? I'm going to pray a prayer for those people right now. All those people that you know, that you want to see the Lord save. You want to see, maybe they're stubborn, maybe they're just not interested. There are some that are closer to salvation than others. There are those that will get saved by listening to you. There are those that will not get saved by listening to you, but by listening to some other people. And whatever it is going to take for them to experience salvation, to experience the miracle of salvation, we're going to call that into their lives. Amen? Amen. And uh, uh, I believe God. I have some two, two friends, Jewish friends, that I've been talking to for the past few weeks. And I'm also believing God for their lives. One of them has started reading the New Testament. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's bring all the people, all the people... Before God now, you know, as I pray, I want you to begin to mention their names. In the name of Jesus, Father, we just trust you right now. We bring all these people, all these souls, we bring them before you right now. I pray, I pray, oh Father, that you will move, move right now in their lives. Bring conviction to them. Let every defense, oh God, every defense, every defense mechanism that the enemy has put around them against the gospel be brought down right now. In the name of Jesus, I command, I command right now, right now, every argument, oh Lord God, that opposes the truth, oh Father, to be brought down in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just thank you. I thank you for Tal. I thank you for Christina. I bring them before you as well. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, let the power of the Holy Spirit bring them conviction. Let the power of the Holy Spirit, oh God, oh Father God, cause them to receive, to be open right now. I declare openness to the gospel. Lord, send men and women that they would listen to. In the name of Jesus, Lord God, oh Father, I ask that you will begin to work out divine appointments. Divine appointments, oh Father God, that they will experience the miracle of salvation. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise and glory. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So briefly, I want to share with you on what I call instant miracles and progressive healings. Somebody say instant miracles and progressive healings. Both are the workings of God. Both are the workings of God. And so, um, like we said last, last week, a miracle is a supernatural intervention of God into, that suspends the natural course of, of things. Okay, 
that's God stepping into the natural and changing things without anyone's permission. <laughs> without anyone's permission. So God does not need the permission of your doctor in order to perform a miracle in your life. Okay? Yeah. So miracles are usually instant. They're usually instantaneous. They happen on the spot immediately. All right? That's how miracles happen. Is anyone that has experienced God in an instant? Yeah? Like Sister Kumi's testimony, that's a, an example of a miracle. It happened instantly. All right? So many times God works like that. Your salvation wasn't progressive. Am I correct? The moment you call Jesus into your heart, boom, you became a new creation. The old went away. A new reality. You became a new person entirely. In fact, the Bible calls it a new species. So an entirely new being came about in an instant. That's a miracle. Now, God also does that in the bodies of people. And uh, God can perform a miracle, but a lot of times he also works in healing. And so when he's working in healing, if it's not, if it is healing, it is usually progressive. The word to heal actually means, it has different meanings to restore, it means to recover, it means to you know, to, 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 to prevent from, um, from destruction and, and, and so on. If you go study the Hebrew word for Rapha. Okay. So, um, and a restoration, it's a process. So healing is usually a process. And you see that in the ministry of Jesus. In the ministry of Jesus, you see both miracles and healings. Alright? Progressive healings. Let me put it that way. There are miracles of healing, but there are progressive healings. They're very different. And many times, God's people miss God because if God doesn't move uh, in, in miracle, it doesn't mean He's not moving. You see? So, they miss God because they're looking for the spectacular. And sometimes God wants to move as a healing. Amen. As it's a process. Yes. It's progressive. Amen. So when God wants to move progressively, the healing power is in your body. All right? The healing power is in your body and then it's now at work. And while the power is at work in your body, people short circuit the power of God. Because they don't understand the operations of God. So, when you lay hands on somebody, and you say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. I remember the first time I really experienced the tangible power of God flow through me. There was a lady, she was, I mean, this was many years ago. She was going through some 
terrible situation. And the doctors, they could not, they could not help her. So I, I went to her I, and I ministered to her. This lady, was, she was a very precious sister that loved the Lord. So I would lay hands on her and literally I would feel the power of God pass through my hands and hit her. You know, hit her, knock her, but she'll still get up and not be healed. So I, I, it, it was a mystery to me. I couldn't understand. How can, how can there be so much power and yet no manifestation? So I, that, that, I carried that for years, trying to find an explanation. Because I just couldn't understand. But how can this happen? How can it be so powerful? And, you know, I mean, I don't believe in pushing people. Do you understand? Although, if, <laughs> if you believe in it, it's fine. I'm just saying me, I don't, right? So, and there will be times I will hold her hands. You know, I'll hold her hands like this. And we would pray. And literally, her, her, her body will be, it will be shaking. And then she still had that condition. So I said, no, there's something wrong. So the problem was not with the power. Come on. Yeah. It was not with the power. So sometimes people don't know how to receive from God. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't on the power. And there have been cases where people were healed, literally yes. healed. Yes. And then weeks later, mm. or months later, mm. they're back in the same condition. Mm. Now, whose fault is it? Mm. I heard of this case, of this, this guy that went for a miracle service. He was crippled, you know. And he got healed. He got up. He was healed. And was, he started going to farm, to the farm. He was, I mean, he was completely healed. He started going to the farm. And about six months later, one day he was in the farm, and then something, he just got a sharp pain. <laughs> and then the thought came into his mind. I thought I was healed. The moment he entertained that thought, he was crippled again. You see how the enemy plays tricks with people. He plays tricks. So they had an instant miracle. They didn't know how to keep the miracle. But I found a lot of times when it is progressive, it's easier to keep. Because people learn to exercise their faith. Are you getting me? And that's just my observation, also from experience. 
And many times, many times, people will say, well, if it were God, he would not have lost it. Hello. It's like saying, if you were really saved, you could not have backslide. You, 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 you could not have backslidden. If you really got saved, although I know some people teach once saved, always saved, which is a doctrine from hell, and I can prove that biblically. It's a doctrine from hell. If you've embraced that, please wash that away. Amen. Get rid of that be before you end up in hell. Amen. Once saved, always saved is not from God. All right? So that's one of Satan's strategies to steal the miracle of salvation. And one of the miracles that Satan wants to steal the most is a miracle of salvation. Amen. So you go, you come to church or somebody speaks to you and prays for you. And then you now go home and you feel tempted. And you say, but I thought I was saved. If I were saved, I would not have been tempted. No, 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 no. If it's a temptation, it's even proof that you were saved. Because you know why? Sinners are comfortable in sin. Am I communicating? Yeah, but believers feel uncomfortable with sin. When believers sin, they don't say, wow, I'm enjoying life. They used to say it before they got saved. How many people can relate with what I'm saying? Okay, some of you can't. <laughs> you are too holy. <laughs> Glory to God. Yeah. So, it's important. There are times that miracles I mean, God moves, and it, it's, it's just instant. All right? Let's look at a few examples. Look at, let's look at Acts, um, Acts chapter, chapter 3. This is from the ministry of, um, of Peter and John. Verse 1 says, Now Peter and John went together to the temple at the hour of prayer. The ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask for alms of those who enter the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. Hmm? So this man, is, is, this man is a beggar, right? He's been there for so many years, all right? He's been there for so many years, and he has become an expert. He has become an expert at begging. So he can beg from several people at the same time. That's a skill, you know, that, that, that came with time. So he's, 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 he's begging from here, he's begging from here at the same time, you know? And he's looking, he has mastered the art of reading people. He knows those that are going to give to him. And he knows those that will ignore him. 
So he has been able to master that. And he's looking and, and it's like he's sensing that Peter and John are not going to give him anything. So he's about to shift his attention. And Peter says, look at us. Hallelujah. He calls his attention. And the Bible says, the next verse, it says, um, uh, so he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. So you can see why he gave them his attention. He's expecting to receive something, right? Then Peter said to him, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And when? When? Immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. Hallelujah. That's a miracle. That's a miracle of healing. It immediately, not tomorrow. Immediately, at that very moment, huh? his, his feet and ankle bones received strength. Hallelujah. And so he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered the temple with them, walking, leaping, and praising God. Hallelujah. Amen. Expect to see things like this. Expect to see things like this through your life. Expect to see things like this when you go, especially to present the miracle of salvation to people. Expect. You know, other miracles are just uh, additions. The main thing, I mean, God doesn't just want to heal your body and then you end up in hell. Do you understand me? So the greatest miracle is the salvation of the soul. So, and as you begin to take seriously the Great Commission to ensure that people's souls are saved, expect to see miracles of healing. Did you hear me? Touch somebody. Say, did you hear? Did you hear that? Expect a miracle of healing. Expect people to be healed when you pray for them. Expect people, cripples, to walk when you pray for them. Amen. Expect that. Amen. Expect blind eyes to open. Are you following me? Yeah. May God open your eyes the way he opened Annelies' eyes. To see, to see the true state of people. So you can see their spiritual state. Many times, we are blind. It's like the case of Jesus in Matthew chapter, chapter 9. Towards the end, 30-something, 30 37 or so. Where he say, the Bible says he was moved with compassion when he saw the people. He was moved with compassion. In fact, let's read it. Matthew chapter 9. Okay. 
From verse 35, it says, Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Notice the, notice the emphasis there. Healing, how many? Every sickness. It's not just, oh, well, you know, my anointing is for blindness. Oh, my anointing is for deaf people. I remember years ago, I went to a meeting. Uh, and uh, this guy was in, invited. He came to, to do a seminar. And at, towards the end of that seminar, he says, listen, guys, I have an anointing for deaf and dumb people. So go everywhere and bring deaf and dumb people. And that night, I saw 34 deaf and dumb people healed. Come on. 34. I'll never forget. So they went to the school of the deaf and dumb and just recruited them. And I remember they were lined up on that stage. I'll never forget. And I was watching one by one, one by one, all of them got healed. That's amazing. Yeah, it was in my presence, so I didn't read it anywhere. I saw it. This guy, he, he, he came from Tulsa. So it wasn't even local that you say maybe he arranged something. <laughs> because, you know, one of the things the enemy is also doing in our time is trying to discredit the miracle ministry. And he's doing it on purpose. He's doing it on purpose. He's trying to make a mockery of the real thing. And I believe that every single one of you can walk in that. Amen. So you don't need to raise an offering to do that. Come on. Amen. You just do it. Amen. Like Peter and John. Amen. Did, did they raise, raise any offering here? No. They were even outside the temple. So you can see, and in fact, if you look at the life and the ministry of Jesus, most of his miracles didn't happen inside the, the temple. Very few. Most of them were in people's houses and in the streets. And that is why we're not seeing miracles today. God's people are not taking the power out there. Everything cannot happen inside here. Alright? And that's why I'm saying to you, you need to go heal those people and then bring them. And share your testimony. Share your testimony. That's how it's supposed to be. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So, Jesus healed every sickness and every disease among the people. So, it takes, there's a particular manifestation that sorts out every sickness and every disease. Don't, it's not the one that says, oh, well, I can only do blind. I cannot do cripple. So when cripple comes now, you say, ah, sorry. 
that's not my field. Yeah? You know, we have doctors who are like specialists. Huh? Like Letabo, she, she, she specializes in children. Huh? So when you bring some cases to her, she'll say, uh, sorry, go and meet uh, another doctor. Uh, or ENT, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, but in the kingdom, I'm telling you, you can have the power of God on you. Amen. That any condition Amen. that Jesus can heal, you can heal. Don't be scared. Don't be intimidated. Just start. By next week, I want to hear some testimonies. Please. Do something. If you don't know anybody sick, just go to the hospital. There are hospitals around here. Just go. There are clinics in Midran. There's Midran Clinic. There is Waterfall Hospital. There is... Uh, that one there on the way on Allendale. Uh, yeah. Casting off. You know, go to all those places. Yeah, we have a, we have a mission to Tembisa Hospital. Huh? Soon. Go there. Raise people out of their beds. Hallelujah. Let's begin to practice what we preach. Let's begin to put our faith to action. And expect something to happen. Then bring the testimony next week. How many people will do that? Okay. All right. Glory to God. Some people are just looking at me and smiling. (laughs) Their hands are not up. They're just smiling. Do something. Yeah. So Jesus healed all of them. And then verse 36, it says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. So there's a way he saw. Now he was with his disciples, mind you. But they didn't see the people like that. He was the one that saw. That these are sheep without a shepherd. They are scattered. And then he now says, the harvest is great. And the laborers are few. You know, we have a whole, the whole city of Midran to reach. The harvest is great. Laborers are few. Oh my. So he says to them, pray to the Lord of the harvest that he may send laborers into his harvest field. And you know, I've shared before, that word send is ekbalo. Somebody say ekbalo. Ekbalo. It means to eject. (laughs) Huh? To eject. To shoot. Poof. So it's, it's not sending with, you know, just a suggestion. No, no, no. It's to compel them. So my prayer is that you will be ekbalud. Yeah. 
into the harvest field. You know, when an aircraft uh, 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 is about to crash, a fighter jet, the pilots have an eject button. When they press it, the whole seat, poof, comes out. The plane will crash. And then the parachute will come out. They can land on a tree or anywhere. <laughs> but the point is, that's Ekbalo. So Jesus says, pray to the Lord of the harvest. That he will Ekbalo some people. To sort out. The harvest is great. There is need for so many miracles of salvation. But people are sitting comfortably in church, being religious, and arguing about doctrines. Hmm? Instead of going to save the lost. So we need to change that narrative. Are we going to do that? Yeah. So Jesus, the Bible talks about him healing every sickness and every disease. Right? But now in the ministry of Jesus, we see that there are also instances where the miracle wasn't instant. The healing wasn't instantaneous. All right? I'll give you an example. In, uh, let's look at Matthew chapter, sorry, Mark chapter 8. Mark chapter 8, we'll read from verse 22. This guy, he says there, Then he came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him, and begged him to touch him. So he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of town. Okay. They brought a blind man to Jesus. Okay? You would expect that. Okay, blind man has come. Jesus just ministers to him. But no, Jesus doesn't do that. He takes him out of town. And there's a reason for that. He takes him out of town. So he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes and put his hands on him, he asked him if he saw anything. <laughs> Imagine you come to me for prayer. <laughs> huh? You're shaking your heads. Come on, guys. <laughs> I remember years ago, R.W. Schambach of blessed memory. An evangelist. Used mightily by God. He was praying for people. And as he was praying for this woman, this woman was blind. She came to him and he prays for her. And he says, woman, go. You are healed in Jesus' name. The woman said, I'm not going. <laughs> he said, go. She says, I'm not going. She said, Why? He says, I'm not going until you do what God says for you to do. So he says, woman, what did God say I should do? God says you should spit in my eyes. 
This is in church. So he just turned. And her eyes opened. <laughs> Hallelujah. She asked for it. And she got it. No, it's, it's, it's not what these people are doing that are stepping on people and doing all kind of flaky things. This is not licensed to do that. To start spitting on people now. We have, we're going to have spitting service. Spitting miracle service. No, 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 no. That's not. But Shambak did that and this woman got healed instantly. The Lord had told him, but he was scared. <laughs> he was scared. You know what Americans will do? They will sue you until there's nothing left. You go to some churches in the States, they put a, they put a notice on the wall. Um, <laughs> you might fall when you are prayed for. <laughs> disclaimers. You, can, you see all kinds of disclaimers because people are scared. Huh? So you enter this building at your own risk. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. So Jesus takes this man out. He spits on his eyes and asks him if he, if he saw anything. And he looked and said, I see men like trees walking. Then he put his hands on his eyes again and made him look up and he was restored and saw everything clearly. Hallelujah. So that is a healing. It was progressive. A little bit, right? Then later on, he ministered to him again. This is Jesus who had the spirit without measure. So it wasn't a, a, a problem of the power. All right? But in that, in that city, in Bethsaida, there was a, a strong spirit of unbelief in that city. So Jesus had to take him out of that environment and minister to him. Sometimes you need to take some people out of certain environments. Amen. In order for them to receive from God. Amen. Sometimes Jesus would send people out of the room. Yeah. Why do you think he did that? It's all on purpose. Because there are some people who bring a certain energy. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong energy. So you need to be sensitive to that when you're ministering to people. Hallelujah. There was also another time, Jesus, some lepers came to Jesus 
10 of them. Uh, is it 10? He says to them, go show yourself to the priests. They, they were not healed immediately as they went. The Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. Do you remember the story of Naaman, the leper, in 2 Kings chapter 5 or so? Now, Elisha was minding his own business. And this leper, who happened to be a general of the Syrian army, great man, man of honor, that has fought many battles. And this guy had a slave girl, an Israelite. And this girl says to him one day, there's a prophet in Israel. If my master would go to the prophet in Israel, to the man of God in Israel, he would be cured of this thing. And the man decides, okay, fine. He didn't feel too superior to listen. Some of you can't listen because the person is not as educated as you. You miss your miracle like that. So he listened. He traveled all the way to another country. Huh? And of course, with, with all the, the motorcade and the, you know, the, v, the, the VIP protection and, you know, blue lights. He went to the king. He went to the king and says, I'm here. And the king is stressed because he knows this can bring war between the two nations. Oh my God, how can you come to me to help you? Huh? Oh my God. Can you see how this man is looking for a quarrel now? And to cut the long story short, he ended up going to Elisha. Elisha doesn't even allow him to arrive. From the gate, Elisha sends his servant, Gehazi, go and tell him to go to the Jordan River and have a bath seven times. Go wash in the Jordan River seven times. And if he will do that, he will be fine. Doesn't need to come to me. You see, there's a level you can operate. Come on, say there's a level. There's a level you can operate that you don't even need to touch anybody. Just speak the word. Hallelujah. Speak the word only. So, this man was upset. He's like, what kind of insult is this? Does this guy not know that I'm a VIP? He doesn't even come to me. Imagine such insult. He didn't even come to me to ask me, what is your problem? You know, uh, he didn't even engage. He sent a messenger. And he says, I should go and have a bath. Are they not better rivers? In, you know, what kind of, am I smelling? What, what, what is, what's wrong with him? Of course, the leprosy was. <laughs> <laughs> But then the same girl says to him, Master, if he had told you to do a difficult thing, wouldn't you have done it? 
This is a simple thing. Just do it. Just do it. You see, miracles, miracles require action. A lot of times, people don't experience miracles because they are waiting for God to move. All right. When there is miracle power, and I say, do what you could not do before, huh? and you're just sitting down there, oh, I don't feel anything. I don't see anything. You, you can't experience a miracle like that. That's why it's called working of miracles. Do you understand? It's called working of miracles because you have to work it. So, eventually, Naaman decides, he decides to go get a bath. But notice that he was specifically told seven times. How many people have had a bath seven times in a day? Huh? Not yet. You see? Some people, to have two times a day is a problem. In fact, one time a day is a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I remember years ago when my mom was a, a student in the UK. Many years ago, there, there were these uh, German students that were staying with her. And for weeks, they won't... <laughs> She said, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, it's winter, so they don't, they don't. <laughs> Ish. Huh? Just spray something. And then they're out again. He said, seven times. Seven times. So he goes in first time. In fact, let's read it. Second Kings chapter, chapter 5. Second Kings chapter 5. Elisha sent a messenger to see him to say, Go wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you will be clean. Come on. I like that. But now let's look at when, he, it, when it happened. Um, verse. Read down verse 14. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. Powerful. So, first bath, the miracle had started. It wasn't complete. Second bath, there's progression. Hallelujah. Not complete. Third bath, huh? By the seventh, <laughs> it was a brand new scheme. Huh? Like the skin of Lucia's baby. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Brand new. Imagine an old man 
a grown-up having the skin of a baby. That's a miracle. But it was progressive. Are you following me? There are instant miracles, but then there are progressive healings. So sometimes God chooses to operate progressively. And we miss God because we want Him to move instantly. All right? Now, He does move instantly. Make no mistake about that. But He also moves progressively. I have had instances where I tell people, just go and sleep. When you wake up, you'll be fine. And it has happened several times. Glory to God. Progressive. Say progressive. progressive. So, and for a miracle, for an instant miracle to happen, there are different principles that govern that. For example, I'll give you this example. For example, it will depend on the kind of anointing that is present. There are different types of anointings. Okay? And even if it's a miracle anointing, There are degrees. So, if, for example, like in the case of the woman with the issue of blood, you remember that Jesus said to the lady, I don't want to read it, but she says, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. He didn't say my power. Come on. Your what? Your faith. Your faith has made you whole. So, there is a combination of the power and the faith. So, when the two come together, that's when miracles happen. Glory to God. That's when miracles happen. So, for example, if, if your faith, let's say, if the miracle, if the power that is present is on, say, 30%, then your faith has to be 70% in order for the miracle to happen. And I finally understood why there was a problem with that lady receiving. Hallelujah. Because even though the power, I felt it and I saw but I don't know. Only God knows where her faith was. Only God knows. There are certain things only God knows. Hallelujah. For example, faith works by love. Right? So, if you are working in hatred, if you are working in offense and bitterness, it affects the potency of your faith. So, if the power, let's say the power is on 90%, if the power is on 90%, you need to have 10% faith. Okay? But you are there, you have 10% faith, but you have 90% offense. So, the faith... It's not going to work. 
So people will just say, there is no power. Meanwhile, there is sufficient power. Do you see? And that's why when I was teaching you about the heart, the importance of guarding your heart, you never, never underestimate the ability of your heart to regulate the manifestation of God's power in your life. Telling you. So, if it is 50% power and there is 50% faith, things happen. But now, if there is 100% power, that's when God doesn't need your faith. Like the case of the man by the pool of Beth- Bethsaida. Jesus just went there. Would you want to be made whole? I have nobody to... T- there, there was no faith. Jesus just said, take your bed and walk. And he just took his bed and started going. Without believing. There is a place for that as well. But most of the time, that's not how... Most of the miracles in the ministry of Jesus, if you go study his miracles... Most of them happened through the faith of the people. There were times that it didn't require anybody's faith. Now, I'm not saying that if somebody doesn't have faith, that means God cannot heal him. If you heard that, you didn't hear me well. There are times it happens. But that's when it's the sovereign will of God. Sovereign move of God. All right? Like in the case of Naaman. Nothing is mentioned about his faith. It's just his obedience. (laughs) Or the ten lepers. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. What if they refuse? Would they have been healed? No. So when God speaks, you act. Then you see results. A lot of times we don't experience miracles because of our logic. Well, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, miracles don't make sense. Okay? They defy logic. That's why it's called miracles. Sometimes they are wonders. They make you to wonder. You wonder, how is this possible? Huh? Like the case of this man years ago, an ambassador. um, He was, he was, uh, he came to London for treatment years ago and he was in Halley Street. <laughs> in Halley Street they have some of the specialists, the royal family go there for treatment and so on. So, you know, it was like, oh man. His government sent him there for treatment. And when the consultants uh, attended to him, they took check him, did some he needed a, a transplant, a kidney transplant. He needed a kidney transplant. He has been all over. He's been to Australia. He's been to Mayo Clinic in America. And now he's in Halley Street for treatment, you know. And they are looking for a donor because it's so critical that he's going to die. Without a transplant, he's going to die. And then he came to a service that we had in our church then. And this man got healed. Right? 
Now, after he got healed, the, the, the doctors, now they, he went, they were, uh, they were able to locate a donor. And they were so excited, they are just praying that it will be a match. Now, he goes for a test, and they tested him, they checked him. The guy said, the, the doctor was confused. He said, what is this? They tested him again. No, 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 no. They couldn't explain. They checked the former results. They look at the new results. It's as if someone had switched the results. So they sent for his results from, um, from the states. Those ones sent the results as well. And it looked, it was the same as the former result. They sent for the results from Australia. It looked the same. But now, it looks different. So the doctors were scared. What if this man sues us? You know? So he says to the doctor, Doctor, don't stress. I know what happened. There's a man called Jesus. Hallelujah. The great physician. He touched me. Because the doctors were saying that the size of your kidney is not the same. So what we see here is a different kidney from the one that we saw before. And at this age, your kidney, it, no, it's, it's not supposed to be different. Hallelujah. It defies logic. Miracles defy logic. May God defy logic in your life. May God defy logic through your life. May your life defy human reasoning. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. My Lord and my God. We pray, we pray, we pray. I pray, O oh Father, for your miracle power. Just raise those hands to God. My Lord and my God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I pray and I release miracle power over your life. Receive it right now. Upon your life. The ability to defy. To defy logic. To defy human reasoning. By the supernatural power of God. Let there be manifestations in your life. That will cause people to wonder. Yes, in the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. We bless your name. Mighty God. Mighty God. Let there be miracles. Miracle in your house. Let there be a miracle in your house. Let there be a miracle in your family. This week, let there be miracles. Let there be miracles this week. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Let there be miracles. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. My Lord and my God. Manifest your power. 
Manifest your glory. Manifest your miracle power. Through these hands. These hands that are raised. These hands that are raised up to you, Lord. Anoint these hands for miracles. Anoint these hands for miracles. Miracles, signs and wonders. In the name of Jesus. Mighty God. Mighty God. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.